Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we are two anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. We don't have our hype girl, Sarah, here tonight. So sad. But we will drink her wine. More wine for us. Welcome, dear Abby Normals. Welcome. Welcome. I look really pretty with your glow light. I know. Or maybe it's the wine i'm not i i look a little I'm looking very like wednesday adams have you seen the wednesday on netflix i have really been enjoying it it's gotten terrible reviews it. but i'm liking it i know people are really upset about gomez and morticia the parents why are they upset about because that? i well i know people who are upset because they don't think gomez is as handsome as he should be do they know what john Aston looks like the ridge the OG? I don't know if they do or not, but but to me, it's like their whole thing is about the love I'm and the passion. Like I, I, I would say that at the very beginning episodes, it, traditionally it handsome, wasn't. I should say, yeah, it wasn't sellable to me either. Like the closeness, I don't know. Um, initially, I'm not that far. I'm a few seasons. I think I started in. episode three. The episodes are long. Yeah, they are. They are long. I'm liking it just because it's the kind of show I like. <laughs> Even if it's a not weird and off the best made, you know, there's actually been a couple things in the writing where I'm like, oh, that was a good line. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, it's not horrible to me. I'm, I'm in. If it was that bad, I, I would have, I would stop. Yeah, I, I've been, I've been watching today. Yeah. It was kind of my dive in. I'm, I'm still watching. It kind of reminds me of Sabrina. I never watched that. That was Sabrina's to me is better than Wednesday's. You would like it. I don't know if I can go back at this point. What do you mean? And watch it now. Why? I don't understand. All right. This is not our patron contact. We need to get back to our topics. If you want to hear more stuff like whatever that was, be our patron. It's only a dollar on Patreon. I mean, everything we say is important to us. So (laughs) I get to go first today. Don't look at my phone (laughs) where my content is. Okay. I'm going to talk about prison pen pals. Oh, I love this topic. Yes. Did you get input from your dad? Um, I actually didn't uh, because I'm kind of going from a different perspective. Um, Not so much the system in system out more of the the folks in there and about pen palling in general and letter writing so that was my angle okay yes I could get feedback on that at some point for sure I thought about it across my mind he can give us feedback later if he so desires right so it was actually really hard to find information about um pen palling people okay let me reframe pen palling people when you look at up pen pal prison there is a lot of stuff that will come up so don't get me wrong there's a lot of stuff a lot of ways to connect um not so much information about it from the system sort of thing so but i was able to find an article from adam or sorry from writeaprisoner.com oh uh, Adam Lovell is the one who created this website and there's about 2.3 million Americans serving time right now in jails or prison and uh, Lovell's the founder of this website and it's all about seeking pen pals for the people in prison so initial thoughts <laughs> if somebody wants a prison pen pal they go to the a website like this 
Mm-hmm. And like, how do they, do you get matched or do you just pick one or what? So Start there's actual, engine? there's profiles. So the way that this one works is that inmates actually pay $40 to list their profile on the website. And then every, and that's for a year. And then every year after that, it's 30 additional dollars for the, the website. To, to keep the profile. I was actually pretty impressed because some of the things like they may not, some prisoners may not have internet access, things like that. And so they'll send them a brochure in the mail where they can fill it out written form and send it Old in. School. Right. And they'll make the profile for them. Hmm. Um, some of them will even like, if you're hesitant about sending the initial contact, they'll help you like write that initial one to send out to help you get over the nerves of it for, for new folks. It was pretty impressive. For new pen pals on the outside right, that right. may not be mm-hmm. sure what to write. Yeah. Oh. Right. For reaching out um, yeah. if you hadn't already. Have you ever so. considered writing to somebody in prison that you didn't know? No. No. But it's actually either. like a lot more common than I would expect, mm-hmm. I guess. My penmanship is terrible. I have horrible penmanship too. When I was in elementary school this finger this is why this finger looks weird got smashed in a car door love you dad um by accident (laughs) and it was during my cursive writing class when everyone else took cursive and my finger had to be bandaged the whole that whole time so I never got my cursive class I didn't get my cursive class either really I I changed schools and the new school had a different curriculum it had been taught the grade before this totally ties in with everything so that's awesome um I wish I had better penmanship like I've bought calligraphy pens before I'm like I want to like learn but I feel like I missed so much foundation work oh but then in sixth grade I did learn calligraphy did you so I'm Mm. pretty good at calligraphy but I have to take my time my regular writing I can't even read it I have to really slow down and Mine be, gets very be intentional. And then I can, you know, I can do nice word art, like graffiti art or right. calligraphy or whatever it is, bubble letters. Oh, yeah, you do really great. Um, but my regular writing? Great paint. <laughs> yeah. But that ha- that's like a whole different mindset. Is it? Is that just a different world mentality? Yeah, because it's like, it's art, like art versus mm-hmm. just the functionality of writing something right like a list of to do or something well and I think a list is a bit different than writing a letter to someone yeah potentially too I used to have really good like just regular writing not cursive but Mm -hmm. writing I used to do some amazing letters that's exciting because letters were were a thing when I was younger well I'm gonna actually pause real quick and just jump to this part I brought you Wait, you want me to write a letter? You don't have to write a letter, but I brought you fancy stationery, stationery, and the paper. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. One of the websites I was looking at was like recommending like find something that's like unique that makes you, you want to. I don't know. It came. Is supposed it. to be a thank you letter? I have no idea. Um. Well, this the thank little tiny writing says, "On this day, I want you to know that you are a very special person." Where's that written? It's in that very... That's oh, words? you don't have your classes. It doesn't even look like words. It looks like a line on the paper. Nope, it's words. So what... Okay, I see that it's words, but I could never read this. So I brought one for Sarah, too. That's why there's two here. Are you? Do you have one for you, too? Are we all writing I, a, I have one a letter one to someone in prison? So I was thinking we could. Okay. All right. And then it would have to be the right person. 
Well, and there's a profile for that, but we don't, first of all, we don't have to. One of the things I was thinking is like, we could look at a profile and write the letter and not send it. Because one of the things is that they do, if you send a written letter, they will have your address. What's the expectation? And everyone, okay. So first of all, you know how I feel with commitment. The vast majority of what I looked at, (laughs) this is just kind of an overview of what I'll talk about is that a very small percentage are romantic. I'm seeking love. Okay, no, letters, no, immediately. Right? So that's the corner that we don't have to go into. We don't have to go into, I'm looking for smut stuff. Like this website actually specifically steers away from that. It's more about providing support, friendship. That's what it is. That's what I mean with the commitment. Like if I write one letter and then I never right. write again, right. am I letting somebody down? So, but, but maybe you are they going it, every maybe, day to their mailbox and then they don't have a mailbox. They, get, like, letters they Charlie like, Brown and away get a letter back. And some of the stories I read would like tell a person like reading his letters from his mom to the cellmate who didn't get any, just because it was nice to hear those kind really of words. Sad. Right. So that's why I was thinking we don't have to send it. First of all, there is an anonymity piece that you can't really avoid. So um, there's that, but maybe just see what it feels like to do it, to write that, like what sort of thoughts come up when you're writing someone in that position. I think it would depend on who that person is. Which is why there's profiles. It would need to be personal. I, yeah. I can just do a form letter. Right. Hey, uh, how's it hanging in prison? Right. You'd have to read their profile and kind of get, because some, they try to detail in the profile, like what that person is looking to talk about, things that they might enjoy talking about, that sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Are you going to talk about how like famous serial killers like get so much fan mail? I'm not, no, but that's probably very true. And actually, and and there is a huge, um, like, even though it may actually from my research, it's a small corner that goes to fan mail and like sexual mail that is very explicit. And that even goes from the women prison to the men's prison, like that direction too. It goes back and forth. Um, but it's a small portion of the actual mail that they get. So does somebody screen these letters first? Oh, or? yes. Oh, yes. Every single letter. Like what would be screened out? Like what would they mm-hmm. not um, they're looking for specific things that may um, incite could be, could riots be code, or something. Could be code. Could be talking about drugs or planning a breakout. Or yeah, I mean anything explicitly that direction. Or what I mean, if it's explicitly smutty? They don't seem from what fine read, it doesn't matter. Like they actually don't. They don't care about that. They care about if it looks like you're sneaking drugs in, or if it looks like you're disclosing information that you shouldn't be. I don't know things like that. Or requesting information, maybe. Right. 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 Yeah. So, okay. So with this, a a visitor might decide to become pen pals, let's say with uh, Jacoby Bright, who's a 22-year-old New Orleans native incarcerated for illegal possession of stolen items, attempted manslaughter, and attempted robbery. He asks on his profile for potential pen pals to become my angel, the most precious thing in my life aside from my son. Okay. So that's pretty... Wanting something intimate. Right. Another visitor may debate whether to believe the inmate who writes that he's been wrongly convicted of armed robbery and lost his appeal. You know, like, do you believe that? Do you not believe that? Um, Paul, go ahead. You know, the Innocence Project, they like, yeah, yeah. 
try to overturn convictions by mm-hmm. maybe bringing up new evidence or trying to get things back in court. Right. Is that tied to this at all? Like, could you, is there a corner of this website of people possibly wrongly accused? So that does tie in um, quite a bit. So statistics in America say that um, 5% of the global population is um or sorry, America represents 5% of the total global population, but 25% of the world's prisoners um, have recidivism rates. So half of over 216,000 federal inmates in the U.S. are incarcerated for drug-related offenses. So that's 216,000 people. Approximately 70% of them would benefit from Obama's administration push push to reduce sentences for nonviolent drug crimes. So 74% of the people in our prisons wouldn't be there under certain administrations. So that could speak to crimes that they haven't committed, um, but maybe DNA evidence is pending or whatever the thing may be, mm-hmm. you know, so there is probably a percentage out there, but it's hard. To, I, would, I would guess it would be hard to get what that is <laughs> since you don't know until you know. Right. Um, but there was someone recently on a podcast, um, a serial serial podcast, that got uh, his um, got overturned, overturned after. Yeah, and he was in there for like twenty years. And I had listened to that whole podcast like so five years ago. Life just mm-hmm. missed. Well, and you don't know. Like I listened to that podcast like five years ago, and he was still in there up until this year. He finally got um, got it overturned and was released. I hope if I went to prison that I would spend the time, you know, working out in the yard every day, getting super fit and so strong, reading every book possible, maybe Mm -hmm. taking some online courses. A lot of people. Um, Yeah. But based on how I reacted to the pandemic, I might (laughs) just do nothing. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I look back at the, I'm like, it was two wasted years. I made one fucking loaf of bread. That was all I did. <laughs> I'm like, I I haven't fully left that life. I have, I have an office I don't go into. <laughs> um, okay, so this that website I told you about, writeaprisoner.com, said that it's really made for inmates, friends, or family, uh, and for people looking to connect. So some people may ask for those things, but a lot of it is about just connection. So. They said that they have, um, according to estimates from Quantcast, Write a Prisoner gets about 4,000 to 6,000 unique, so new daily visitors to its site every day. Mm-hmm. And they say around 150,000 people have confirmed and sent prisoners a letter through the website. What's it called again? Um, writeaprisoner.com. Writeaprisoner.com. Dot com. So, and this is just one oh. website and there are many websites. Write a prisoner, change a life. Right. So it is very good. Oh, there's photos. I, know, I told you like there's a whole profile. I mean, depending on what you're looking for, like this could be like a dating site. Well, and there are dating sites built similar to this. something new on here. Be like, so, I was wondering what happened to you, old pal. So some, uh, there were some conservatives who who um, one conservative, I forget his name, he, some politician, his daughter was murdered and the murderer um, had a 
pen pal website and the the family was very upset saying you know how can he label himself as you know enjoying long walks on the beach you know things like that in the moonlight um call himself kind and caring after he murdered you know why should he have the right to to say that and are these um forgiving christians that you're talking about <laughs> am i willing to make that statement i'm glad i don't know their names um i would say not but uh i mean when your daughter's murdered i'm sure there's feelings there but to use your political position to stand up your personal stuff becomes a problem so the photos are interesting yeah well because they're like taken in like bathrooms but this guy's on a couch with a dog well probably said so one thing that they do allow is a friend or a family member with permission from the prisoner can create the website for them too yeah if i'm going to be honest mm-hmm. looking at all these photos mm-hmm. i want to write all of them like oh so one one write a prisoner user from malone florida says prison has taught me the true meaning of loneliness what it means to be separated from everything that's real. My struggle is to not become, my struggle is that that he won't become a product of this environment. Well, except maybe not this one that says, write me only if you dare. I might not. I don't, <laughs> I not dare. <laughs> I don't feel the heartstrings that tug in so much as some of those others that are like, I've been in for 10 years. I'm lonely. Right, right. And that's I just like to hear from somebody. I got no family that cares me. about me. Like, that's it's some of the others. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, can I have more stationary? <laughs> yes. And that's part of when I started looking into this, it was more of the humanness that caught me. So that's why I didn't go my dad angle on this topic with the guard perspective. Um, yeah I'm, and honestly I yeah. could be in there I've told I've said lots of times <laughs> I your, your face would be on. I am only I'm not prison, I might have dead it, yeah. or in prison <laughs> because of sheer luck that's it right. maybe a teeny bit of skill but mostly luck mostly luck so <laughs> okay so in prison you can't show a week this is another um Adam Lovell, the writer or the owner of this website says in prison you can't show weakness you're not allowed to be human uh Lovell corresponded with friends who went to prison and he has read thousands of initial letters that people email to write a prisoner. Lovell describes the pen pal program as an opportunity for prisoners to express vulnerability, hear news from the outside prison and be themselves. Prisoners can be a bit delusional about who will stick with them through their sentencing. When contact from friends and family drops off, a random senior citizen at the other end of the world is better than nothing. Hmm. So when that person who didn't get any letters that day gets a kind letter from someone they don't know. I'm rethinking my empty nest plants. I was thinking it would be filled with <laughs> tiny dogs. Maybe it'll be filled with prisoners. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I mean, I did find, and he said it's a very, like, because it exists, it will happen. And, but it doesn't happen often. So some, you know, there are a couple cases I found of a pen pal communicating with someone for a long period of time they get out of prison and they murder them so i found two cases of that but out of how many people talk you know do you have to give your address that's the use a p.o box that's the i mean maybe you could use p.o box 
but it will be on the envelope. So it, it could have Spokane, Washington. You can't mail from a P.O. box? I don't know. I don't know works. either. I've never had a P.O. box. I don't mean either. <laughs> how does one have a P.O. box? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been in the P.O. box world. It's always seems so. But it makes you think, right? Elusive and subversive. <laughs> so in 2000, uh, is when he started this website, figuring that charging a fee to fund a website would grow um, over time. He worked previously as a lifeguard and yeah. started doing this, and he now has employees. And blah, still blah, blah. guarding the lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he really has focused on the importance of social adjustment and emotional well-being um, to help reduce recidivism rates. Well, it's supposed to be rehabilitative, isn't right. it, prison? It's not just is supposed it? to be a is holding it? tank, is it? right? So, Isn't that the idea? Okay. Yes. <laughs> sort of. I mean, I would say that most of our U.S. prisons don't actually have that outlook, but we want them to most. Or else what's to. the point of spending all that time? Right. What's the point? People are going to come out and be mm-hmm. in exactly the same place. Mm-hmm. So he noted that many pen pals have helped inmates find housing, employment after they get released, um, which can be a huge help. Um, with their conditions of parole that may put them right back in again. Um, they Some people, so a huge, the vast majority of stuff that comes in are actually from charities and from religious organizations who will reach mm-hmm. out to people of their faith and, oh, that makes sense. and help connect them to the community, help provide support and encouragement through that time. So that was interesting. And I hadn't thought about that. I think of smut instantly. So that was, oh, okay. Well, I was just <laughs> thinking instantly of, Serial killers getting marriage proposals. That was like where my mind. I know. Really I'm, went. Sure, I'm sure it happens, but the, you know, the vast majority of people in prison aren't serial killers. The vast majority aren't. No, 70% are minor drug offenses. <laughs> so there you go. How um, did that go? War on drugs. Not great. Pen pals can offer prisoners a better outlook on life. And again, this is the maker of the website. So, you know, I know there's other sides to this conversation, but this is the perspective I chose to take. Um, It's a social connection to the world that they will one day be released into. So a lot of these people end up becoming, um, oh gosh, what's the word? Um, When they become indoctrinated. Why is indoctrinated an easier word than the one I'm thinking? I don't know what words you're thinking of. Where they become like, like religious? No, in the system where they get Assimilate? released, where they get released, rehabilitated, and still act the same way and end up going back because they get unchained. So yes, it's a word for that. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> um, I can't. Oh, no, I I'm can't. not in your head with this word. I'm not in my own head. Okay, so whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's a really good word. It is. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. and sit up straight and shout that word out. I know I will tonight. It'll happen tonight. It'll happen on my That's what always happens to me. So other writers. So this was interesting too. The next kind of biggest chunk are soldiers stationed overseas who appreciate swapping letters Uh because they have limited connection themselves as condition of their service. So that's something that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, The next tier was law students who are told to like connect, um, as part of like a class or something to Ooh. learn about the experience of someone who's Got incarcerated. That. So pretty interesting. Um, Lovell writes that on the site, his um, great uncle, Lovell writes on the site that his great uncle died in prison, allegedly of suicide, but an autopsy showed he was beaten to death. Mm. A letter smuggled out from an inmate to my great grandmother claimed the guards did it and then dragged his body 
by their cells as a warning to other inmates for those not up for finding a pen pal. Uh, so basically like that was the only way information got to leave the prison as well of what had happened or what they had said happened. Um, Cause you can imagine a lot of things happen in there. Like we were just talking about Brittany, right? Griner. A lot um, of things happen in there. A lot of things happen that nobody gets to know about because it's very hush hush. And actually there's a state I'll see if I can find it. A state um, right now that is trying to outlaw written or not outlaw, but um, not allow written correspondence anymore to their inmates. Why? Because they don't want to have to support that system anymore. But mm. but that just like again for that their cruel. blacks out people. Yeah, it is really cruel. Because unless they have somebody that can come in person or mm-hmm. do a phone call or something, like you're going to be cut off from the outside world. Right. Ugh, God, that would suck. And, and they do, um, that website specifically does, they, he says like, you know, we pride ourselves in background checks. So all the people like they check their, so what you see should be, what is actually the charges, things like that. So you have clear information. It's not like, oh, did he say burglary, but it was actually murder, that sort of thing. Mm. So they do verify those things, which I thought was handy, I guess. I mean, maybe if they weren't screening the letters so hard, they could oh, well, support the system. Yeah, but they have to screen the letters hard for th- those that are abusing the system, because <laughs> I'm sure that happens to, again, daughter of a guard. Um, <laughs> so it's Delaware. Delaware is set to join a dozen. So this is just April. This April, the state of Delaware joined a dozen other prisons, 18 other states, and ending physical mail sent to the prison system. Who, Did you hear about this? Like, who's I didn't hear about this. I want this. to know the politicians behind this. What are their parties? Who? Do, what are? What are they? Tends to be conser- conservative. Um, is the focal point from what I've. I read. mean, that's what I would guess. Mm-hmm. And considering basically the view well, that they have no rights. So, because the ones who lean on activism say that this is cruel uh, because it is a violation of freedom to speech and that if we're like you said rehabilitating people then they should have connection and social support and ways to grow as people and we know that letter writing does that so it's people who view that they have no rights once they go into prison which makes me go you know we've talked about research that's been used against prisoners or forced upon prisoners mm-hmm. um because they felt that there was they had no rights and let's i mean this is such a big it's a huge systemic topic. issue <laughs> like we could look at so many things mm-hmm. as far as um you know which the, is why i leaned on the racial writing. ethnic <laughs> makeup of oh, prisoners right. and all the systemic issues that mm-hmm. cause that to be the case i mean there's so much right right and then we have you know, conservative politicians that probably represent the white, you know, male, uh, cisgender. Yeah. The, the cishet, the white cishet mm-hmm. that they want to cut off something that could potentially be helpful and allow these individuals to be able to, be humans which and we know from previous podcasts that um to do a death sentence for a prisoner costs more money so if money is your problem it costs more money to put someone on death row does than it? it does for their whole life to be in prison mm-hmm. 
It it does. Cause I think I talked about it with the the youngest um execution. I forget mm. his name. Something stupid. But he was like 14 years old or something. Yeah, it was I think his last name right. was Stinny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and he was convicted with an of an all man uh white jury. Within 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So Monica Cosby, a former formerly incarcerated grandmother and an activist with Moms United Against Violence and Incarceration said on the podcast Beyond Prisons that these policies are decidedly cruel and intended to harm. She said, receiving mail is a critical point of support for people on the inside. So many organizations are trying to fight against this, um, trying to recognize that pen pen pal or letter writing exchanges between people is beneficial um, for everybody. It's helpful for people who want to connect outside too. Like there's plenty of lonely people and we know that loneliness actually has um, higher, has death rates involved in in the podcast on loneliness. We Mm -hmm. talked about that with the impacts of health. It's detrimental. Right. So if someone wants to reach out, like, you know, smut aside, which is this tiny part, but again, like sexual Let people urges, like they're smutty. in prison, like they don't have, Fuck it. yeah, let them, why not? <laughs> so not hating on that side. I, police. I just think it's, <laughs> I think it's pictured as being the majority, but it's not the majority and who cares? If we on the outside don't make the effort to make these connections, she says, then there's never going to be any made because that's the point of the system is to cut people off. I think by writing these letters a little bit, it is breaking down that barrier. It's bringing the people in the prison back to the community where they live. And I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The whole intention is that they will you know, aside from people who are in there for life, they will come back. You can't push people away and then expect them to be contributing <laughs> members of society also. Yeah. You can't do both. Absolutely. So this exchanging of letters, there's a um, a political, this has been a political practice for a long time. Uh, one organization is called Black and Pink, a national organization dedicated to abolishing the criminal punishment system and liberating LGBTQIA2S plus people and people living with HIV and AIDS. Um, and it, this was founded in 2005 with letter writing as a core component. So they reach out, they have over 20,000 people um, who are looking for pen pals within within the system. And really, again, when we think even in the US and in other countries, how many people get incarcerated for um, for being LGBTQIA or having um, bias or stigma and, and having that, again, just like having any other minority class m- would increase your risk of going to jail. Okay. So Rosenberg, oh, I cannot say this name. Kaizen, how, how might you say this? Kaizensteinak? Kaizensteinak? Okay, I feel pretty good about my, my go at it. Just a guess. Just a guess. <laughs> Asserts that prison industrial complex tries to completely erase people. Mm. systematically yeah, out of sight out of mind right strip them from all their support systems until they're completely alone after that a person's will to fight goes away yeah so and- i mean we're wired to connect mm-hmm. so if you take that away we it's 
it's institutionalization being institutionalized that was the word i was thinking uh, of yeah it's an easy way to dehumanize people right from without and within so charlie who's been writing to their pen pal for five months as part of the California Coalition of Women Prisoners Writing Warrior Project, compares the work mm. of letter writing to the principles of participatory defense, right? So the volunteering to defend people, a community organization model that engages families and communities of people facing charges and legal defenses. So they say that one of our most powerful resources for how to resist the system is to really pull together communities. They add that this is an important form of resistance because the prison industrial complex just repackages the tactics that white supremacy used to colonize Africa and Turtle Island. This is her talking here and banks on us giving up and keeping in contact with our loved ones by painting them as bad people and by creating situations and make it dangerous for us to keep in contact with them. So it's just perpetuating that cycle. We need to keep the doors open. Right. I just, I'm still, I just don't understand why those politicians are trying to outlaw this. It doesn't make any sense because in my it mind. it sounds bad on the surface. Like I read, I don't want to read the article I read from the politician because it, it's basically just saying like, like what's the, how the dare they make? say they're caring when they killed my daughter? Okay. Okay. But does that person not exist anymore after that moment happened like well, i, I hope, get that what do you want to happen to that person though well and that's he probably wants him dead would be my guess but you are they on death row no okay so then what so they're allowed to continue to be a human being which needs connection well i think the people on the outside are making the choice that they want to communicate with this person Right. And that's it's and it's, if that's their choice, like right, no one's being forced. I might not want to communicate with that person, depending mm-hmm. on the situation, right. but someone else might. I mean, I've heard I my whole know. life about these people, like mm-hmm. all the correspondence and marriage proposals to serial killers and right. all that. Like right. I and I never once thought, well, we should outlaw that. Right, right. I thought like why? I always thought like, well, that's odd or that's whatever, mm-hmm. but that's still their choice. It's, dehumanizing again if we think about the the majority of people who are the u.s incarcerates it tends to be minority population so it's again dehumanizing and taking rights away and do people who have committed crimes deserve to serve punishment for those crimes i believe yes um do i think that they should be stripped of all humanity no that's why i think that research around inmates is a special population and so we need to be careful we can't be cruel right and there should be some sort of autonomy like where they're not just forced to do something bad or be forced to have um any autonomy taken away i don't know and the autonomy of the people on the out that are choosing right right to write like if they want to write to that person let them fine whatever floats your boat so Another person who had a pen pal of six years, who is formerly incarcerated themselves, explained it this way. The longer that you are in prison, the more sense it makes. You have a ready explanation for the injustice you experienced because you've had it explained to you by other people. It's almost like being in a propaganda camp or a retraining camp. So Mm. being able to being convicted is telling you that you are guilty. 
And then having the normalization process of your friends and your family supporting, even from any angle whatsoever, Mm -hmm. it humanizes you again and it helps you take a different perspective. Yeah. So he described the importance of simply reinforcing reality as well. So some people, you know, this happened. You do have this much time. Here's what you need to do to have that done. Here's the people waiting for you outside when you are done. That matters. Then this is your life only now forever. Yeah. I mean, there's different levels of crimes, Mm -hmm. which is why there should be different levels of punishment. Not always the case, but. Right, right. That's the idea behind this great judicial system we have. Right. <laughs> in the case of LGBTQ plus people in prison, letter writing and newsletters can be an essential source of very scarce information about um, issues related to their populations. So basically getting any information about gender and feminism in the community. Do they not have TV? Rarely was... they, they receive. Well, but. I thought that was TV. But it's like community base so it's you know if you're the minority in a prison like good luck getting the clicker would be my guess oh okay i mean that's what i'm i they all don't have their own individual tvs okay so that would be my take at least Um, like whoever's like the one in charge is gonna choose what we watch i would assume and this is my opinion but um, and they said that letter writing was an important counterpoint to misogyny that was pretty rampant with guards as well, especially against um, the LGBTQ plus community. We should ask your dad about that. We should. I mean, he's pretty outdated, though. I mean, it's been a while since he's been. Oh, your dad outdated. <laughs> I mean, so mean. <laughs> it's been, Macy's dad. You're relevant. It's been at least 10 years plus since he's been in there, to be fair. But yes, you are relevant to people that matter, like me. <laughs> so a lot of information doesn't just go into the prison. It also travels out. So letters help help people voice from the inside what prison is actually like. Being able to share what institutionalism is like, abuses, I mean, just how they're doing. Um, it, yeah. And it's like just being able to understand even, um, I read an, a piece about how COVID was impacting prisoners and how letter writing was really the only way that they got to share how it was impacting prisoners in um, in jail or in prison. I remember that. I, w- yeah. I just felt for people that had no escape, like you have to be in the milieu breathing all the air. Right, right. Like there's no way around it. Um, so all of that really just to say that activism can really lean on letter writing for communities. Um, and being able to support not just a person, but also support communication and free speech and being able to um, have free and open, uh, even media knowing what's happening in the world. Got it. Which in China right now is a big deal with their COVID lockdowns. Have you seen any of that? Yeah, the zero COVID stuff. Right, right. And like people, the people are getting their phones taken away from them and like everything's being deleted. So you know, th- to me, this stuff matters even in in these situations. So um, the last bit that I wanted to say was just about um, letter writing. Like we talked about, it has fallen out of fashion in general, which I think is sad. <laughs> I used to write letters. Who did you write letters to? Lots of people. 
I've, I've told you I had my pen pal in Russia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Soviet Union yeah. back in the day. That's super cool. <clears throat> but I also, you know, like when I went to summer camp, I'd write letters home, get letters. You know, when my kids went to summer camp, write letters. That's and that's write letters to relatives. It was dying off in the younger generations from what I've read, which is sad. So it kind of led me to this last little snippet that I'll I'll say just kind of briefly that. In 2010, they there was a research study that one in five children um, had never received a handwritten letter ever. Um, and technology keeps getting more and more. Social Still, media. She's got a handwritten postcard. It's right over there. From who? From her cousins. You oh, can grab it. That's it. Yeah, I'm look at it. Is it a postcard? Yeah, because I read a whole thing just about postcards. her sister's kids went. My sister's kid family, sister's not just the kids. My sister's family went to Costa Rica last summer and sent Sally a postcard. But, and like, look at this. It's it. like up on the the dresser. It's it's cute. Because it it's her first mail she ever got. Isn't that adorable? And like, why? Yeah. With social media now, it's it's kind of sad because all those things just kind of die and fade away. You want me to read it? Can, will you? Yeah. Dear Stella, I hope you are having a great summer. So far, I hope to see you soon something <laughs> and i have a little present for you we have seen <laughs> i don't know what that is you ugodas they are like fat brown <laughs> guinea pigs <laughs> whilst in the wild and we have did they say whilst <laughs> how old is this cousin She's like six. For context. Okay. And we have swam in waterfalls and seen a lot of other things. Bye. That's adorable. <laughs> so cute. Ooh, goddess. They're like fat brown guinea pigs, which. You love guinea pigs. She didn't even know I love no. guinea pigs. So yeah. to me, like. So cute. It means so much more being able to have like your own context, being able to write it out versus like, here's a picture and like a little caption, you know, I yeah. posted for everybody. It's not personalized. It, does, it has, it lacks meaning. Well, I communicate by email um, mm. mostly with, or with like my stepdad. Oh, well, that's interesting too. Yeah. Cause that like, I that's his mode. Me. And then like. You yeah, know, in older generations, Facebook may, Messenger with like may appreciate other people. things like that more or letters instead of social media. I do get criticized that I respond with one liners, but <laughs> where's the thought? The thought. I'm so, like, wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> basically, one of the outcomes from that research study was I'm just not wordy with that. I mean, I don't even text you long things. No, we don't text a lot. No, I mean, no. we I, need in person. I'm not a, like we need a lengthy, a nice, we need a skate, texter, emailer, we just skate, have a beer, and then vent for like 45 minutes. I'm a person, and then like, even at work, like, I have to really intentionally put more than one sentence in an email to people. I'm like, Okay, do the fluffer in the I can sometimes be blunt in emails. The too. fluffer at the end. Mm -hmm. The meat in the middle. It's a sandwich. Yeah. But it takes intentionality because that's not my nature. Right, right. 
And that's how many kids would probably describe it for writing mail. And most of these kids never even knew, were taught how to mail a letter. So a lot of, um, like, not a lot. <laughs> they, I know my kids couldn't let address me, an envelope. Let me rephrase. Simply stamps really wants people to learn how to mail letters. No, neither of my kids know how to address an envelope at all. So they're, they're they wouldn't know where to put the things. Initiatives. I and to me that was like when I learned how to write a check when I was like in middle school. I'm like neither what? of my kids have ever written a check. Oh my gosh, that's so challenging. Um, I remember it being really hard when I was doing it. I'm like, wait, what goes here? What goes here? And and then you like understand it as an adult once you've seen it. But that should be taught in high school. I agree. I agree. How to fill out a check. Where to put shit on the outside of an envelope. Like I should have learned that instead of learning how to bake a present. Just saying. I don't think my home ec class is right. I learned how to sew a frog. I still don't know how to sew, first of all. And I would have to follow directions to the T and I still don't know how to bake pretzels. So I had a terrible grade in home ec. I took it in junior <laughs> high. I took woodshop. That was fun. I really enjoyed that, but it felt very dangerous. It felt very dangerous with very little oversight, <laughs> with very <laughs> big equipment. <laughs> okay. So last quick things, writing does have real benefits for both sides. So we're talking about prisoners and pen pals, but just in general as well, we know, um, according to Dr. Mark Cypher and other, I found other research too, but the brain is impacted in these seven ways. Number one, it has a calming effect. Number two, it coordinates the left brain and the right brain. We've had topics about this. So it actually like pulls the two together. It boosts cognitive skills. It inspires creativity. Well, that's why we encourage journaling. Right. Clients. Right. Like it's not just to get it's you to write it down. your focus. <laughs> it does. It, in, uh, it sharpens aging minds as well. So it actually helps um, reduce things like um, dementia, dementia, Alzheimer's, or the risk of at least. I read that wine helps with cognitive loss. I read that today. The flavonoids. I love flavonoids. What a great word. Um, it also- flavonoids, not Flav- flavonoids. Flavonoids. That's something else. Sorry, that was my wine speaking. <laughs> It doesn't it's not help. help. It's with not my helping language. your cognitive abilities. It improves memory, and it uses more of your brain. And actually, the memory part, um, I did find a few people who talked about the, from uh, prisoners who said that like letter writing was helpful for them because they start to forget things really easily when they're so disconnected. So having letters to go back and recall that are dated and they they see mm. who wrote it is really helpful in creating kind of timestamps and timelines. The timelines, the history. Right. right. Yeah, that's important. So there you go. That's, that's my pen pal topic. Well, and now we have here some stationery. It's a little bit old lady. So I think that if I wrote something, I probably wouldn't use this. But, but it might be beneficial because you could totally like say you're a 65 year old lady. But why would I want to do that? I, I don't know because I would never. Because you have this is not. No, it's just this is not my style. <laughs> I need something all black punk rock all black silver gel pens because if they respond then you know this is a good friend to continue conversation but they need a gel pen yeah i mean i'll i'll think about it it. this was a super cute letter but maybe like you know cursive i'm i think it's really pretty is it functional probably not is it a dying art absolutely my, my kids least, don't know how to read cursive. But just general writing skills, I think, are still important. So many kids are just all typing. Like, they never handwrite a paper. They never experience the hand cramps. I feel like it should be 
Uh, should exist still. All right, your turn. <clears throat> okay. Have you ever um, looked up your house on Google Earth? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. And what did you find? When's the last time you did it? Mm, I actually did it for my dad's house, um, and it was an older photo of it, like a few years back. And so I could see actually like old cars that he used to own parked out front. Have you looked up your place recently? Not recently, no. Can we look well, it up? Should, yeah. On I your should, computer, not my computer. I can't because we're recording. Oh, do it on your phone. Does it? Can I? Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna talk about disturbing things cited on Google Earth. Oh, I thought I was like, oh, does is Sarah a patron? Because she texted, way to kick me while I'm down. There's no wine served at scout meetings. <laughs> I, I missed that you had sent more wine for us. Mofo me. Okay, sorry. I, I will Google Earth now. Okay, Google Earth. First little history on Google Earth. Should I know this before I put my address in? Like, am I going to No, it's fine. be a target for an invasion of some kind? I'm, I mean, no guarantees. Google was named in 1997. The founders started it in 1995. It was originally named Backrub, which is, I Ew, think, a weird name. That's creepy. They were trying to organize the links that were found in the World Wide Web. Oops, I put our location currently while using this app. Oh, you're going to find my house. I'm going to find your house. Here we are. I know. Where's my car? Where are any of the cars? Well, it's on not in real time. That's in the summer, obviously. And as they wear all the, there's always cars parked up your street. But you're not looking at the street. Hang him. That's this the street. Is, oh, yeah. There's still no cars. Well, it was during the day. Everybody's at work. Good for them. Or all the cars have been towed. Okay, I'll put in my address. Continue. So, back rub. Google is now the most dominantly mm-hmm. used search engine in the world. It's really interesting because Google Earth, I remember being really like, like, oh, yeah, go look at Google Earth. But that was like maybe 15 years ago that I thought of that. It's really come a long way. It has it? Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. In researching my topic, I'm spending a lot of time on there. It's been really fascinating. I, I mean, I think it has a longer way to go. Mm-hmm. It's not where aesthetically I want it to be with the intensity of I want where intensity. you can see people's pores. But you, I don't want to. No, that. I'm super into that. But I think it's come a long way. So the vast majority of folks use Google. 94% use Google. Bing. Oh, dang. This is actually pretty recent. Bing is the second place search engine. Yeah. And you can go to the street for you. How do I? You have to like do the person and then you can like. Maybe tap it. No, it's you can like uh, make the angle different. I don't know. Okay, Fuck around I'll it. figure it out. Um, Bing is in second place with less than three percent. So Google is so commonly used. Ew, and Bing is gross. I've used it before for. Ser- I hate searching on Bing because when you put something in, you get like that is obviously not what I fucking meant, Bing. And then you have to retype it in. Like Google's just its algorithms have had more time. It's better. It's a better system. So they have 94%. Bing is less than three. 
I get that. But Google is so commonly used. It's become is it a bad verb. That I instantly went to spy on my neighbors. I didn't know they, were, they had a pool. I can't see their pool from my yard. <laughs> Dang. And they didn't have their gazebo then. Google Maps went live in 2005. Mm-hmm. I like Google Maps. In June of that same year, Google Earth was born. So it's a satellite imagery-based mapping service. Mm-hmm. The default center of Earth originally was Lawrence, Kansas. Oh. Because that's where the founder of the company that was named Keyhole. Mm-hmm. Um, Look how dirty this person's backyard is across from me. Ew, this is horrible. <laughs> that's the mapping service that Google Earth is based on. You, know, I would you hate, like Pokemon Go, right? I love Pokemon Go. I'm so glad I'm not outside there, like in my sweatpants attire, like dragging my mailbox down or my mailbox. Sorry. Why? Thank you. So Keyhole is the creator of Pokemon Go. Mm. So Google Earth and Keyhole have the same creator. Really? Today, more than 60% of the Earth's land surface is included in Google Earth. I guess that makes sense because they already had that all coordinated maps. So, and then they had to like reach out to, that's fascinating. Okay. In 2007, Street View was launched. Mm-hmm. And this gave the ability for people to visit the Great Barrier Reef or to go into volcanoes. It's really cool. Do you want to know how Google Earth works? I do, actually. I'm very, I'm very curious and also have gone second, so I'm talkative. So it's a unique... No, I went first. Yeah. It's a unique geomapping and tagging program that uses composite imagery that forms a comprehensive interactive map of the earth. So it stitches together more than a billion satellite and aerial images. So they get images from airplanes, from helicopters, from cars, from the satellites. And they stitch all these together and it it forms this comprehensive interactive map. Is that why it kind of looks almost like almost like a painting but not quite like a detailed painting almost like it's not like a photo you know street view is street view is but i think that it's just it's limit the application is limited when you zoom in still right because the basis is satellite imagery which is taken from like hella far away Mm -hmm. i bet you people have so many issues with privacy with this yeah i'm gonna talk about that i figured yeah just briefly give you a little plug it's not really the the focal point the focal point because you don't have privacy (laughs) good luck you're lucky other countries live underground if you want privacy tv or whatever in other countries or like every street corner has a camera every everyone so it's been really cool to have this tool um like you can see some of the photos like before and after a flood or before and after a mm-hmm. hurricane or a tornado. These are all Google Earth images okay. that can I know show these things. The last time I looked at my house, it was before I lived there. So it is interesting seeing like my car in the driveway in the picture now. Yeah. So Google Earth features these 3D reconstructions. 
And you can actually, they have a new feature now where you can go all the way back to 1984. What? Because they're using using satellite imagery provided by NASA. What? So you can travel back in time and see your house all the way back to 1984. How do you do that? I don't know. I haven't tried that one But I was like, wow, that's cool. That is cool. So Google Earth... Earth digitally stitches together billions of images taken by satellite and aerial photography. Billions. And it uses the highest quality pixels from each photograph to create the clearest view of any portion of Earth. I mean, that's so much computing power alone just to do that. Yes. And I thought this was really interesting. So anytime you open up the Google Earth Mm. website... It's always springtime on every area of the planet. It looked nice. It looks springy. They call it pretty earth. Oh, that's adorable. So wait, it's a little judgy, but that's what it is. I like winter, first of all. So I I would like that, but I get how it would be hard to see the landscape. I feel like we should be challenged to find beauty. Like maybe all four seasons. Like you could click all, you could click a season. But I would like that. Yes, but that's... Um, what will this house that I'm going to buy look like during winter, <laughs> during January? Right, when everything's just Oh, fixed. oh, that hill looks horrible. No. <laughs> or, oh, it's okay. So it Big is plow. springtime. Okay. It's always springtime everywhere. Everything. That's what they... It does always feel know. a little deceptive. A little, always a little groomed. Yes. Well, no, it's not groomed. It's just well, springtime. It's, I know, but it's groomed for your viewing pleasure google earth has been viewed by some as a threat to privacy and national security leading to the program being banned in multiple countries really some countries have requested that certain areas be obscured in google satellite images and these are usually areas that contain military facilities I do know that Pokemon Go has like the do not like dangerous areas are are like blurred out because they don't want people falling off cliff edges and things like that or going into private government property. We're not in my bay now. Where's Sarah? You better go. Where's Sarah? I'll go. Sarah's job. Is it downstairs in the fridge? No, because this is red wine. It's on the counter. Tabletop temp. Tabletop temp. (laughs) BRB. Okay. It's very hard not to slide in my socks on your Because I clean my floors obsessively. Okay. So that's the history. Anomaly hunters regularly scour Google Earth. And they're looking for something of interest. Is it something that will support a conspiracy theory? Is it something that will support something they're interested in? Is it just something unusual and weird? Is it something that is just strange? I wish I had the time. So an example is something that's been called a lake of blood. So, Macy, take a look. That's been called a lake of blood. That's terrifying. This is outside Satter City in Iraq. 
and it's no longer read now but at the time that was filmed it was and some th- think that this is runoff from a nearby slaughterhouse so I was saying That's that a lot of blood to make that whole thing red some people just spend bright red a lot of time just looking at google earth trying to find interesting and strange things yeah that's one of the things they found i've seen a whole game built around that where you see a google earth image and you have to guess where it's at and like they give you some clues and so you play against other people to see who Hmm. can like geography better Hmm. it was interesting yeah I can geography the shit out of things (laughs) but like like oh those rooftops those are Mostly in Italy, you know, that sort of thing. Or that road sign. It can be really hard. Okay, look at that one. Hamad? Hamad, yes. You see that? Mm-hmm. Like, is that on a beach? Yes. So wow. Hamad bin Hamdan al-Nayan is a billionaire sheik who had his name carved into the sandy surfaces hmm. of Fatisi Island. It's an island he owns in the Persian Gulf. So these letters are half a mile tall and two miles long altogether. The, the letters of his name are visible from space. I mean, that's a level of richness. <laughs> I was I just thinking, like, I wish can't I could relate to. I can't relate to it either. I wish I could do it. Like, A, you own your own island. Could you imagine? You have a staff to perfectly make that. half mile tall letters. Like, if I tried to do, like, those are uniform. And they're perfect. They're, like, printed on, a t- on a I was going to say, a typewriter. They're like computer printed. Um, yeah. And look, the ocean water goes into them. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool because they would have to take that picture really quick too, or else the ocean would like blur out the. Air. Yeah, eventually. But you could like, see some of that. Water away. Right. Water away. Water, water away. away. Hey, open your other. One. It's pretty cool. Do you see that over there? Look. Yeah. Thanks, Rudy. You're welcome. The the classic jingle. The classic jingle. I have a little. little more okay, there. look at this one. What do you say? Describe boobies. Oh, sorry. It's not okay. Boobies. I see squiggle marks. I my topic took me down a road. Squiggle <laughs> marks and then two circles with two diamonds in the middle. Yes, like boobies. This is <laughs> not boobies because this is the Scientology Center in New Mexico. <laughs> An aerial view, definitely not well, boobies. Sure, I was so worried about that. Thanos does not have boobies. Well, maybe Thanos has boobies. Are they gonna come after me now again? Again, <laughs> again, twice. So, this is the, the aerial view of their base. I love how they call it a base. I wish I had a base. What a base! I know. Can this be our base? The podcast base. It's Welcome to the base. base. Okay, we're gonna sound cool from now. So, it's it's crazy like from the area view it is two uh Giant concentric movie. circles like a venn diagram diamond nipples and each one has diamonds in the middle i just hit myself in the face for those not viewing the video which you can view on youtube if you want to see me just flick myself in the face with a booby nipple that's what i did i went like oh i just I was trying to mock you and I accidentally hit myself in the eye. Please go find it this episode on YouTube if you haven't. And you can watch that little section, you know, fast forward however long this has been. Enjoy. You know, I went on a road trip for Thanksgiving. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm rubbing the other eye because I strained my eye really hard on the road trip down because really it, hard? there was zero so vis- hard. There was zero visibility because it was such a typhoon. Like I couldn't see the rose, it was treacherous. So I like strained my eye and I had a lot of where were you again? It was I 
eye healing. And I kind of, I made peace with the fact that my retina was going to detach and I would be blind. I made peace with it. I'm like, I... I'll okay. rock a patch. I, I had that moment yesterday too. I was playing Call of Duty Zombies and I got out a, a munchy snack, which was cool ranch, hot and spicy, which I'd never had before. And I was eating it like this is so good. And a flick of the spice went into my eye, this eye, and it burned so bad. Like I had to go sit and flush my eye out. It was that bad. Are you referring to a Dorito? A Dorito that was cool ranch, hot and spicy, quite good. Oh. Don't put it in your eye. It was one of the worst pains I've I've had in my eye. I would not put one in my eye. I would. Okay, I have a question. You one. went to Mid Washington and experienced a tsunami. No, Oregon tsunami. Were you on the coast? No, a typhoon. A typhoon. I said. What's a typhoon? I honestly. <laughs> it was just know. heavy rains and wind. Oh, like that's scary. Zero visibility. Car mm-hmm. being blown off the road. It, it was rough. Yeah, I think the worst I was in it was in a um, when it got really smoky in the middle of the state when there was all the wildfires and I'd drive through there and there's like no visibility. But wind and rain would be scary. It was scary. I'm glad your eye didn't detach from the retina. It's better now but it was like touch and go for three days that's a long drive too eight hours seven i've mm-hmm. done worse <laughs> we know i have the you look heart and soul of a long haul trucker look how pretty you are you're so pretty thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> it says shirt it's a nice razzle dazzle with your hair to wear on new year's and then i didn't wear it okay because yep. it felt like i thought it would feel sorry no it's vintage it. it's very um rough feeling and mm-hmm. also completely see-through it is oh i was wondering about that too i was the first second i saw it i was like is that see-through and then i was like no i think it has an, a sheer underneath. no it's see-through and you know new year's so is super cold so i so we decided did not to wear it. earlier there were no diamonds like, we're talking about my eyes still hurting where I stabbed <laughs> from the finger. I was gonna here look at me real quick. It looks a little swollen. No, it's fine. Is it fine? Yeah. That's good. When did you get back? Uh Saturday night. Oh just a few days ago. Two days ago. Today's Monday. Map fertizing. This is the phenomenon of companies understanding that people are always looking at google earth mm. and so they're putting giant ads in there Ooh, face up so here's a kfc mm. ad ew gross <laughs> i worked there for two years <laughs> that makes me upset when i was in high school i loved that's, me a chicken that's little what I in high school that's why makes me a upset. chicken little loved them the chicken little sandwich i can make that on point I, like I don't need chicken now, but I love. You know, what I really day. liked, but I hated admitting that I liked it because they they made the the famous bowl that had the popcorn, chicken, gravy, corn, and mashed potatoes all in one thing. It was actually fairly okay, but they would call it the famous bowl. But I was there when it was brand new. How can it be famous when it didn't exist prior? That's good branding. And now it's famous. It makes people it want to be a part of it. Exist. And it's just a mush of everything. And I this hate is a famous podcast. We're so famous. <laughs> Everyone, 
hates us and they talk bad about us and that's also as good as good no such thing as bad publicity right and actually that's not true i just figured i put it out there to see elon musk if you want to see what happens scientologists anybody go ahead hit us i mean you can see sunken ships on google earth Ooh, really check this one out oh you're like imaging that's cool not cool so this i is have the, like a huge sense of the this is a bolivian stuff. cargo ferry i want to like that you can see if sharks didn't exist i would love to go explore that like with a snorkel i'm not thing. afraid of sharks i mean i am i feel like it's a healthy fear for my life I'm not afraid. Listen to our pool shark episode way back if you're curious about my fears. But I feel like that's. What do you mean you're not scared of sharks? Like it would I'm not, prevent you. I would not prevent me from swimming in the ocean because I love swimming in the ocean. I learned how to surf, but I cut my finger on a coral reef, and I literally ran out of the water. And then guess what? Two hours later, they said a shark had entered the area, and everyone was forced to leave. That was I, my fault. I. I did that. Was born at the ocean, raised at the ocean. I'm not afraid of swimming in the ocean. It's it's my my peace, my safe space. I love that. As I came, flew into Hawaii, I, there was a news article about someone chum feeding, they're not chum feeding, chum fishing off of their longboard, and they got his like legs ripped off and died before he got like. That's what I had to come into Hawaii with. Great. Can't wait for my surfing lesson. I'm fine with it. A sea turtle touched me though. It came up while I was surfing and like touched his nose on me and swam away. And this person said it was good luck. Great. Is There's that a... true? I'm looking for you for truth. Or is that a thing they tell tourists? It's like tourist bullshit, but I don't want to pop your bubble. It's pops. <laughs> there are a lot of strange things spotted in the Gobi Desert. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go into them because there are so, so many strange things. I encourage you, if you're interested, mm-hmm. just look up all the strange things spotted in the sample? Gobi Desert. No, because I have other things that I want to talk okay, about. Okay, okay, okay. I had to pick and oh, choose. This is fine. a curated collection of disturbing things okay. found on Fair. Google Earth. Curated Fair. by moi. I I like this. There's cool art you can see. Oh, that's cool. I would like to see this. This was my favorite one. What? It's a ginormous pink bunny. Big is like (laughs) as big as like what a football field? Oh yeah, that's like what six, seven houses. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Like that's fucking rad. That is cool. Um (laughs) there's also possibly a flying saucer that the melting in Antarctica is, is revealing. What? I thought I'd show you that. Holy cabinet. Look at that. This roundness, yeah. That mm-hmm. to me is not um organic. Mm. That is not an organic shape. It's completely mm. a perfect semicircle. And it maintains that shape if you look at it over at, time on well on different mm-hmm. angles. Like, oh, how do I do the angles? Mm. And you got to spin it with your fingers. I forget how to do it. Like but... math it. Yeah. No, oh, I, I see. I was trying saying. to go like up. Okay, you <laughs> made it way worse. I need to stop. <laughs> stop <laughs> fingering my laptop, please. But to me, that's like not uh 
organic and natural shape. Okay, I can see that. Yes, I like to believe. But you are so. a believer. I am a please make me a believer. Some people, but from what I learned from your son, is very telling. Though that like fills the gap for me, of like you can't just expect it to happen to you. You have to be open to receiving it and willing. I know. I learn from him so That's every day. It's like a every day time. I learn from him. For my little judgy mind, it was nice to have a little like, okay, Check. yeah, like reality. Do I do that? No. So well, that's okay. why we. I can't really speak to it then. That's why we don't grow if we just exist in a bubble or in an echo chamber. Like being in a prison, you can't. You have to um, hear other views and be open to like actually listening. You can't grow in a vacuum. That doesn't mean. You're like, oh, I'm gonna change my thoughts, but at least be open. Right. Sorry. Some people purposely prank the Google Street View cameras when they drive by. Did you know that? I heard something about the car ones before, but I don't know. Have you heard of pigeon people in Japan? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. It's not funny. That's amazing. So if you have a heads up when the Google Street View camera is coming by, you can go outside and do any number of like why is that shenanigans in my house? There's like literally pigeon people with there's a whole bunch of people. They're wearing pigeon head masks, they're just standing there weirdly in rows. Yeah, I love that. I love the pigeon people. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. I love it. I really like that bunny too. So if you happen to be outside when street view cameras drive by, you're going to get photographed doing whatever, or if Public it's like, access. um, you know, an aerial shot with a helicopter, an airplane, whatever. So you can be caught in all kinds of embarrassing situations. Mm-hmm. Human faces are blurred. Okay. They have a, a thing that does that, but still. Mm-hmm. People can identify who's taking a shit on the side <laughs> of the road next to their work vehicle with the name of their work company clearly shown on the. And the can I just say his Google face Earth. is not actually blurred. Look it's semi blurred. It's not his ass is blurred, but his face. Look, I can't. But his face is not blurred. It's not. No, the blurring is not what you would think. No. That's not that's not what I would want if I was taking a shit in someone's yard. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm pissing on a hike. Like I could be I've caught. I've in a yard before. It's I could happened. be caught. Like that could be you on <laughs> Google Earth until they update the image. Yeah, when we had the roller derby thing that one and I and was it you and me? I don't know. Me and someone else peed in a, by the gas station. I don't know. I pee constantly. All the time. Everywhere. Oh no, that was us. That was you and I. <laughs> that was. <laughs> that was in. Um, vampire town when we had the raccoon the cone the twilight town twilight town i can't remember the the when we threw the cupcakes on the cars it's fine yeah things happen things happen it was a fun night i just remember you all of a sudden after like two hours of walking and the hotel people being like you're really far away (laughs) and worried about us on the phone and we finally get an eyesight of the hotel. We have the cone that, so everywhere we go, everywhere we went, we would take a traffic cone because it would have the place spray painted on it. And we do so for training purposes. Training purposes only. But, you know, here's the best part. So then, then you go, oh, 
we're here. And then you shove it up your shirt, you run off to the side and you start ninja crawling to the back of the hotel and he literally sees you do all of it well in my mind i was being ninja like but then we woke up the next morning this is the same night that i threw up pink cranberry vodka all across the room no that was a totally different in the bathroom was that different that was ellensburg oh gosh how do you remember that oh wait (laughs) because i was unconscious because i drink wine and it helps with my cognitive so flavonoids I remember us opening the curtain though, and that traffic. We were like, "Was that a dream?" We opened it up, and the traffic was true. sitting in that the That was true. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I no, that was a fun trip. That was super fun. Was that the Canada where every no, road was... was up the whole way? Do you remember that? Every, we every just said it was Twilight Town. Okay, but we're Canada. Or something. The in the, the port, the top of the Olympic Peninsula. When I got the international jacket. Jesus Christ. Every hill was up. Can you please look up and Twilight we, Town? And we had a skater. Port, Port Angeles. Port Angeles. No, Port, Port Townsend. Okay. There was a Twilight store where the Twilight was filmed outside of, and there was this group of like maybe Port Angeles. Young teens out front. It's Port Angeles. But it was like midnight or two in the morning. This was right after Twilight came out. So it was really big. But they were like hanging out the store and we're just walking, trying to get to the hotel. And, and they're, they're like trying to be Twilight. And they were hassling us, though. They were like, well, you like Twilight? And we're like, and you said, no, you're the ones hanging outside of the Twilight store. And then, <laughs> and then they felt like, all awkward. Yeah, because they were like, yeah, we yeah, are. I'm, I can be a bully. Yeah, they're, they were. Po- you can be a bully. It's fun to watch you be a bully um after people pass away their loved ones can go visit them on google earth because if they're captured so a lot of people love this i really feel like i'd rather a photo but but a lot of people love it because it's like capturing a natural moment Mm -hmm. like taking out the trash i mean i don't need to see that well you but some people get comfort good feels I, I get that. I get that. Missing persons cases have been solved with Google Earth. Ooh, maybe this murder case will be solved. But has anyone looked at Google Earth? That's what I want to know. Police, have you looked at Google Earth? I'm photo- sure they have, but maybe not. Maybe not. William Moult was reported missing from Lantana, Florida in November of 1997. He failed to return home after a night out at a club. A missing persons investigation was launched by police, but the case went cold. 22 years later, police were called to reports of a car found in a pond in Moon Bay because it was spotted on Google Earth. Mm -hmm. When the vehicle was pulled from the water, skeletal remains were found inside. A very good sign. And they were positively identified as belonging to Mr. Moult. So here's a picture of the car that was spotted from Google Earth. Oh, yeah. Not Google Earth. Not Google Earth. Google Earth. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is. It was there for 22 years. That's intense. But yeah. some eagle-eyed Google Earth er. observer right. spotted that. Maybe check out your neighborhood. This will solve all the crimes in the world if you just, like, scope out. Your, like, it's like the new neighborhood watch. Well, you would see so much crime. 
also here. You get the hand. Should I say what I want to say? Yes. Okay, I'll say. It's it's so um, if people are in right now, they're dedicated. They deserve it. My kids and I, like a week or so ago, a little over a week, um, it was the yard site. If you're a Jew, you know what I'm talking about. Of my great aunt Lillian, so we, you know, went to her grave, brought some stones. If you're a Jew, you know what I'm talking about. And then um started talking about the graveyard next door which is the greenwood cemetery mm-hmm. which we spent a lot of time at and i was I like it, yeah. well we have some time and i and i thought i would show them like the old like racially segregated oh, right the section part back in the back so we walked back to like the the asian area and like so had a lot of deep discussions about death and mm-hmm. um legacies you know and like my fears but then um decided to go up top because skylar said there's like a skate park back there i'm like what are you talking about he's like yeah like there's a whole like crazy skate park back behind the upward cemetery and so we drove up there and like we couldn't see anything and it was like cold and snowy so we didn't but then on google earth yesterday when i was researching this topic we looked and it's it's there it's a crazy fucking phenomenal skate park cool i know we should go there sometime well asher you know because he's a rad skater um i'm definitely gonna, gonna pick him up there at some point but it's super cool and i feel like maybe i re- just revealed a secret i'm sorry skater community but i'm an og skater asher's a rad skater so we're like allowed to go <laughs> uh, in 2013 google agreed to remove the image of a dead teenager from the maps good idea kevin barrera was shot in 2009 and his body was found beside railroad tracks in richmond california mm-hmm. the image showed his body surrounded by police officers the teen's mm-hmm. dad had requested this out of respect for his son fair so also sometimes there are weird effects when the cameras are moving or glitching mm-hmm. I, can, I can imagine this something. could happen to you Ew, long legs ew i hate it it's camel like glitch. camel <laughs> camel camel joints this could be you you can have both a camel toe and camel legs that's all i have is that it that's a great point to end it on that's terrifying that's it i love your pigeon people pigeon people yeah well until next time wait oh gosh i'm sorry you said you were done so i was jumping no but we haven't well last time we forgot sorry to do our little Right. like what we talked about last time we also had thanksgiving break do you remember your last topic okay. mine was the true story of the first thanksgiving what was yours macy hmm. well macy's thinking about what her topic was i'm gonna plug um please be our patron on patreon because it's an awesome way to support our podcasts and it helps pay for our little expenses and shit i have to cheat i'm cheating 
Oh my gosh, just to look up what her. I don't remember. Was. That was so long ago and so wine ago. That was two weeks ago. So wine ago. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. Odd Veen episode in Google. Like that was gonna happen. I don't remember. If you don't know our last episode, go on to podbean.com, look up deeply disturbing things, find our last episode that we published. This next one will be published, obviously, when you hear it. So it'll be the last episode. <laughs> so uh, until next time. <laughs> until next time, consider writing a thoughtful letter. And if you ever leave the house, make sure you have a fashionable outfit on because you might be photographed by a Google Street View. What a fitting, like, my hat. I told her when I came in, I couldn't take my hat off because my hair and my bangs are a mess. And I'm wearing sweatpants or a different brand for my pants and my socks. And I had a lot of thoughts. If you want to hear them, be our patron on Patreon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>